right, all right. I know you've all been waiting patiently for the next episode. I'm sure everyone has been talking about it. I know I've been excited to do it. So after a week of not posting anything, I'm here to record. It is 9.53 p.m. October 12th, 2018. I am doing this the night before therapy. Unlike the last two episodes, I feel like I came the day or this the day after or the same day of therapy. And two episodes in a row, I have talked about therapy. So tonight I will not talk about my emotional problems, but I might talk about my emotional eating. I tried a good bar recently. Was it a good bar or was it? It was whatever iced tea candy bar that is out. Ice T did a commercial where it was basically him saying, "Look, all there it is. RX Bar runs anti ad with quirky campaign featuring Ice T. Let's go to this. It's adage.com, a d a g e dot com. They have an article about this can uh, this candy bar, or I guess it's a protein bar, mind you. Um, is it gonna be one of those ones where it's just a video and there's like nothing else? Oh, here we go." Let's read about RX bars. <clears throat> no BS by Jessica Wall, published August 8th, 2018. I'm famous and this is a commercial. Ice T tells it like it is in Protein Bar ad. With a quirky new ad campaign, Protein Bar marketer RX Bar is putting a new spin on a line that's been part of its mission since the beginning. No BS. The phrase was on labels the Chicago-based marketer stuck on by hand, featuring other wording such as, as prescribed by nature, when it started out selling the chewy bars directly to gyms. And yes, CEO Peter Rahal admits he fired, quote, his mom. She wasn't actually being paid because she didn't put the labels on just right. Fast forwarding a few years and the bars made with main ingredients including egg whites, nuts, and dates were so hot that Kellogg Co. last fall bought the company for about $600 million in a deal that signaled how seriously Big Food is paying attention to more nimble startups. So RX Bar, I don't know if it's worth $600 million, I write. I tried it today. They were giving it away free at a local Walmart and my mom happened to get a bar and she tried one of them hated it and had the next one for me it was chocolate almond and date I believe it was a dark chocolate date almond protein bar had sea salt on it and I have to admit the first taste of it was really gross like that first, it's like getting zapped. You know what I mean? Like it was, I, I took the, I took a chewy bite. It's very chewy. And immediately it kind of stung. I, it jolted me a little bit. I'm not going to lie. The flavor was a little, it, it had a strong, a strong, a strong first impression. But because I am who I am, I didn't stop eating it. Even though my initial idea was this isn't too good i don't like this initial flavor i kept trying it and i have to admit it grew on me almost like me in a relationship at first you're kind of thrown off and then the more you just sort of dig in it'll it gets a little better and then there's an acquired taste 
And so, yeah, I tried the RX bar. It was uh, dark chocolate. And I could tell, and it's surprising that they say there's dates because I could tell there was dates in it. it. Like when you bit into it, if you've ever had a date, it has like this thick, I don't know, how, the consistency is really weird, but it's like it had the same coloring as a date and it was just as chewy as one. So it was, I I could tell there was some sort of date in it, but I, I couldn't really, I wasn't sure. But after reading this, yes, there are dates and nuts in the RX bar. And the guy fired his mom because he was OCD and the labels she was putting on weren't just right. As I've been going to, I said I was going to talk about therapy. Never mind. Well, you know what? I'm going to go ahead. As I've been going through with my therapy, as I'm sure you all care about, I realized that a lot of people say they're OCD and they're not. Or they only know about one part of OCD and then run with that. Like the label has to be just, if it's just to the right, oh man, it really, it really bugs me. That's not what OCD is. I mean, that's a portion of it and you know it, you wouldn't be bugged, but you would, it would drive you crazy. But that's a thing with mental illnesses. It's like people have these, they have one surfacey level assumption of it and then they think, since that's the part of the mental illness that gets popular, that's what people run with. And it's uh, really bad because if you extrapolate out a little bit, I think it turns into, oh, you don't need depression medicine. Just go for a jog, which I'm not saying that like telling people to go for a jog is, is bad. But depression is a little bit more serious and... Sometimes you can't even, from what I hear, I've never really had a deep, deep depression the way I've heard people talk about, but apparently it's, it, it, it's pretty, it sucks, guys. That's the most watered down version of it. It sucks. It's, it, the disease sucks, guys. But, yeah. RX bars. They have make a strong first impression in a negative way and then in the end it's pretty good maybe it's because it's so healthy which i'm not gonna lie that that could be true like maybe i didn't enjoy it because of the fact it was healthy apparently there were only like four ingredients so but yeah iced tea he did the commercials no bs i'm iced tea and this is a commercial Ice-T tweeted the other day that he had never had a bagel. And Caucasian people across the country were flabbergasted. Yeah, I hadn't had a bagel for a very long time. I hadn't had cream cheese until I was in high school. And I think I've had cream cheese like maybe three times in my life. Three whole times. And from what I hear... You know, I'm half white, I'm half Caucasian, and I don't think I come from the type of white people that eat it a ton. Uh, that's just not, maybe, I don't know why that is, but my, that side of my family I don't peg as cream cheese eaters. Um, maybe a bagel, but it's not really my bag, man, I'm not into it. So I wasn't surprised to hear... That Ice T had never had a bagel, even though, I mean, he, that's the funny thing. Maybe he never ate them on the show. I think the thing people was weirded out by 
was the fact that he said he had never had a bagel, but his character, maybe they notorious. This is me going at this from someone who's never seen CSI uh, in such a regular basis that I would, you know, understand the nuances of the show. But apparently his character is eats bagels quite regularly. So what's he eating? Is he ever shown chewing on the show? You detectives on Twitter need to look into that, whether or not he might be fibbing. Because, I mean, if his character eats bagels and they show him chewing it, maybe even taking a bite out of a bagel, what are they doing? I did see a video the other day that had a food, a Hollywood food creator who, if, who said if an actor doesn't want to eat a certain product, they'll make faux versions of it so if they're having a hot dog it'll be a veggie dog or you know whatever so maybe he's not eating a bagel even though it shows him taking a bite of a bagel maybe it's not a bagel maybe it's something different so you never know iced tea is amazing uh i remember watching his show with coco his wife is his wife's name is coco and he had a at the time they didn't have any kids and he had a bulldog and he would play games with his bulldog, and his wife would want to make them go and do other things. And he's like, no, I just want to be with my bulldog and play Xbox Live. Because at the time, Xbox Live was like banging, playing Call of Duty, having 13-year-old boys call you the N-word. I mean, that's just a great time. I never really got the idea of that. But I get why someone would you know, take their frustrations on an anonymous platform because you it seemingly there is no repercussions. But I think once you gain some perspective, it uh you stop doing that sort of thing. I don't know. What else happened today? Stan Lee died, which is super, super bummy. That bums me out. My mom texted it to me, and I love how parents, like, they have a vague idea that you might be into something, because I remember I told her that Stan Lee was in every Marvel movie, and it seemed to shock her. So after that one talk with her, conversation about Stan Lee being in every movie, I now am apparently a giant fan of Stan Lee in her head, so she had to tell me about it when he died, which I'm not saying I'm not a fan of Stan Lee, but... I heard things about him, like how maybe he stole the Spider-Man idea thing. Maybe not he stole it, but he had a partner, and then he kind of screwed the partner out of a, a big chunk of money. I don't know, and I'm not going to down that guy. You know, Steve Jobs had a similar reputation of being not a great guy. So, you know... That doesn't take away from their contributions to society. It just, it's a thing that happens. And I'm sure that uh, maybe he didn't mean it. I don't know if he regrets it or regretted it. He was 93. 95. I don't know. He was born in 1922. I remember seeing that. I was like, wow, he's born in the 20s. So let's let's see how old he was. Let's do math. Because I'm sure someone listening has already figured out, just from me saying 1922, how old he is, but so we're gonna type in 2018 minus 1922, and he was 96. I was close. My memory's okay. He was 96 years old. 
Stan Lee. I swear to God, I saw him in my hometown. I'm I'm so positive that it was him. Small town in Indiana, and he was driving a red Corvette. It could have just been any old white man with sunglasses riding in a red Corvette, but I like to believe that it was Stan Lee. <sighs> he had a thing that he... So people were passing around a tweet that was really cool. He was talking about racism in one of his comics and uh, just it was it said steve uh no stan soapbox he was just condemning racism and really just i don't know making a stance politically that i really admired him for i'm not gonna go and read it i mean i could but you know it's it's not necessary to delve into those things constantly Last episode, I talked about blackface, and I actually I don't remember what I said about it. That's funny because years from now, maybe I'll have some backlash. I don't, I, I like I don't remember what I said now, and that was last week. So I don't know. I think maybe I was upset when I thought of what I said. You might want to go back and listen to it. Give me another listen. Marathon these. Go to another thing. Who knows what you do. Detective Pikachu is going to be coming out next year. I watched the trailer. I never, like, wouldn't, if, okay. If you have a character that has a catchphrase like Pikachu does. Because Pikachu says Pikachu. Pika-pi, Pikachu. Why wouldn't, when you do... A, um, a movie, a live action movie with that character being voiced, why wouldn't you just use the voice that says Pikachu? Because it has a voice. Like, there's a voice. Like, I, I don't know. Like, it's different. Like, say, you go back to, let's say, Rugrat, Rugrats Go Wild, the movie. Do you guys remember that? Rugrats and the Wild Thornberries came together in an epic cinematic adventure. Where the dog on Rugrats came with the ability to talk. And now, in that movie, Bruce Willis, crazily enough, did the voice acting for Spike the dog. And that was cool because, one, Bruce Willis. But the other reason why that was cool would be... Spike didn't have a voice. Like he didn't, Spike even, Spike didn't say anything originally. So when you just come up with a random voice, that's fine. But Pikachu says Pikachu. Speaks English. Well, I guess it's not English. I don't know what Pikachu is, what language that is. But it's it has a voice. So just have Pikachu talk in the Pikachu voice. Just now say more than Pikachu. Do you see what I'm getting at? But no, they have Ryan Reynolds do it. And I know some of you are probably talking about, well, Brandon, it's based off of another thing. And in, in I think it was based off a video game. And in that video game, the character of Pikachu is voiced by a man. So it's like this funny juxtaposition. But I think that was the American version. I remember seeing something where they were showing the Detective Pikachu video game. And one of the the Japanese version, 
they said seemed to fit the character of Pikachu as a detective, whereas the American version went just completely left field, as we tend to do in America, and just, I mean, almost had like a Danny DeVito type voice for Pikachu, which I would enjoy more than Ryan Reynolds. Can I be honest with you? I love Ryan Reynolds, but if you're going for the gag of like, oh, Pikachu now has a rough voice, like talks fun, make it Danny DeVito. Do that. Because then, like, he's sure it works, right? He goes from Penguin to Pikachu. That would make sense. Not with Ryan Reynolds. I just don't... I mean, he's funny. Ryan Reynolds is one of the funnier comedic actors of our time. Really, really, really talented. He did another... He did a movie where it was it was almost like a Freaky Friday type movie where I switch bodies with a friend, you know? And in the movie, they do... Oh my god, I have to look this up. Ryan Reynolds... Body swap movie. His acting, he, oh my gosh, he was acting circles around the other. It was called The Change Up. So, okay, I'll read the synopsis. Once inseparable, once inseparable pals, Dave, Jason Bateman, and Mitch, Ryan Reynolds, have drifted apart over the years. Dave is an overworked lawyer and family man, while Mitch has thus far avoided most of the normal responsibilities of adulthood. Each is envious of the other's life and switches and... And okay, each is envious of the other's life. And following a drunk, drunken binge, the men awake to find they have somehow switched bodies. Dave and Mitch soon discover that things are not as rosy as they seemed, and try to find a way to return their lives to normal. Now, here's the interesting thing, and I, I implore you to go and watch this movie. It's called The Change Up, and notice. The different acting abilities in both people. Ryan Reynolds. So the whole idea is they switch bodies. So for most of the film, when you see Ryan Reynolds, he it shouldn't you shouldn't be looking at Ryan Reynolds. You're still like it should be Jason Bateman in the body of Ryan Reynolds and vice versa. And both of them, by the way. No knock to them, but which is funny that they did this because to me that would almost make it easier. But each of them seem to have this typecast character thing going on where Ryan Reynolds seems to be Ryan Reynolds. I mean, sin, I mean ev- look at everything except, well, maybe Van Wilder is the same thing. But he plays Ryan Reynolds. Like, that's just him. He has the same mood, the same kind of... Oh, I'm, I, I shouldn't even try to do an impression. But he has the same vibe going on in each movie. Same thing for Jason Bateman. Especially since, you know, Arrested Development. I feel like everything I've seen Jason Bateman in, he's been the same guy. It's like this boring family man guy. Ryan Reynolds plays Jason Bateman. Like, that's just Jason Bateman. You can see that he's, you know, bending over backwards to... M- m- to impress on the audience that he is Jason Bateman. Whereas Jason Bateman didn't do that. 
Jason Bateman didn't act like Ryan Reynolds. Jason Bateman acted like what he thought. It was almost like he was doing an impression of Ryan Reynolds. But it's Jason Bateman doing an impression of what he thinks people... It's, it was weird. It was like this... When I saw Ryan Reynolds, I could see him being Jason Bateman. It just came across more. And maybe I'm weird. Maybe I just have a thing for Ryan Reynolds. He is a very attractive man. So you go back, go watch the changeup, and you tell me if you think Ryan Reynolds didn't do, I mean, knock that out of the park. Because the idea is, for most of the film, Ryan Reynolds is Jason Bateman. That's who he is. He's not Ryan Reynolds. He's Jason Bateman. He's not Mitch. He's Dave. Dave, Jason Bateman, doesn't feel like Ryan Reynolds. He feels like a guy doing an impression of Ryan Reynolds. So that's what disappointed me. But as I was saying, Ryan Reynolds is such a talented actor. So, you know, I don't mind him doing other things. Deadpool is awesome. There's another burp. But Pikachu, nah. I'm good, son. Give me the actual voice actor of Pikachu. Let me go and look that up, shall we? Since we're on a Google kick. Pikachu voice actor. That's already one of the first things that popped up is Ryan Reynolds. Ikui Otani. They should have Ikui Otani do the voice. She should be. That's who it should be. And the same thing for the American version. Find someone who sounds like Akui Otani, play the voice actor of Pikachu in the American version. I don't understand what is so crazy about this. Maybe that's me. It seems like a lot of people are okay with the choice. I'm not. All right? And I don't know whether or not the Pikachu in Detective Pikachu is the same Pikachu that is friends with Ash Ketchum. There are multiple Pikachus in the Pokeverse. Is that what they call it? I don't know. I just made that up if so. Is the Pikachu that we're watching in Detective Pikachu the Pikachu that we're all thinking of? Because then maybe it does make sense that they make it a totally different voice actor. Because we're not listening to Ikui's Pikachu. This is a different Pikachu. Maybe even in a different universe. Who knows? There's just maybe a, 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 a multi-Pokeverse. Who knows? I don't. So I've been trying to lose weight, and it's not working. I feel like I've been gaining and losing the same 10 pounds since forever. And I saw, I stumbled upon, it's weird how on YouTube you can find anything. But there's a YouTube community of jump ropers. And let me tell you, they're shredded. They're shredded all right you ever have you, you ever get get the shredded parmesan at olive garden right it's like the waitress or waiter i'm gender neutral is shredding parmesan it's like they did that and they're the person who goes the extra amount like it's way too much you know they're just doing it for the joke that is the type of body they have. They have the extra long parmesan. They're, it's like they waited this. It's like she asks, 
would you like some Parmesan? And you're like, yes. Okay, tell me when. And then they waited this long. When? That's how shredded they are. They're that shredded. And I want to jump rope now. At first, I didn't want to do it because the Corbin Blue movie on Disney Channel. But I'm, I got to tell you, I'm, I'm 250, mostly body fat. I think I weigh 10 pounds less than The Rock. But I, man, I'm, I'm like a jellyfish. It, like, that's how, it's, I mean, it's, it's a lot, let me tell you. That's why I do a podcast, everybody. I try not to be on camera. Even though you can go to my YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Brandon Vessels. I hope that is my URL. It might not be. But just look up Brandon Vessels. I should pop up. I've done it before. And I put out a new video. It's called Summer 2018. I took a bunch of clips randomly that I just had on my... Um, flash drive or whatever you put an sd card i took some random clips that were on my sd card and just put them together tried to put as much of a story together as i could with them and i i gotta say i enjoyed doing it it was really fun i was a little bit of a challenge because again i wasn't recording clips with any sort of narrative in mind so after the fact putting it together i felt like i did a decent job now, that gave me the idea of Next actually trying to film with the intent of having a narrative. And I decided that I was going to do uh, a documentary, Shane Dawson-esque. It's inspired, obviously, because, I mean, come on, he's been killing it recently. Uh, and I'm just going to do a documentary on my cousin. I feel like maybe it would be good to spend some time with him. We are four years apart, and I'm an only child, so I have no other siblings or any siblings. So it's, I, he's always been, I've always sort of compared myself to him. And I think that's, I think that's what brothers do. I mean, I don't know, I've never had one, but I, I, I think they kind of do that. There's that rivalry there, and I've had that with him. I don't know if he's ever had that with me. I don't think I even come into his mindset at all. Which is another reason why I want to do this. Because I want to ask him questions. And I don't think it would hurt to be close with him either. Um, he's an interesting person. We both have Kalman Syndrome. Which is um, basically... Uh, I guess you call it like a hormone disorder. But we both have very low... It, it gives you very low testosterone. And uh, that to me has shaped who I am as a person. But... You know, from the outside looking in, I, f I feel like it just didn't affect him the same way it did me. So I'm interested to see how that plays out and just see, get his thoughts on that. And just, you know, live a day in his life. Just follow him around, see how it is. Because he's such a crazy, not even in a bad way, just he's a character, man. If you want to go see that, you can go to my YouTube channel, Brandon Vessels, and... uh that's it. V as in Victor, E-S-S-E-L-S. -S -S -E -S. Just farted. 
and man, I'm so gassy. I eat terribly though. Today I had two fried chicken breasts. That's what I ate. I remember when I was younger, we would go to soul food restaurants. My grandparents would take me like after church. And uh, when you would go, I would always, because you know, you have the thigh, the wing, the breast, what have you. And I always would want to name the chicken by the the part. So I'd be like, what would you like? What type of piece would you like? And I'd be like, oh, a thigh, a breast, a leg. And he'd be like, and I remember one time I went through, my grandpa was right next to me. Because you kind of, it's almost like one of those, like, lunch table, lunch, lunch lady type thing where they give you the food. They kind of serve it to you while you go through a line. And the lady asked me, what type, what, what piece of chicken would you want? And what kind of chicken? And I said, breast. And my grandpa was like, hey, buddy, say white meat next time or dark meat, light or dark meat. Don't say the, because breast is slightly sexual. You don't want to be doing that. Don't be saying that. Uh, which is a weird thing. Like you, how can something be so sexualized that you can't even, even if it has nothing to do with it some very prudish mostly older people get kind of weirded out when you say things i don't know that could have been something personal that my grandpa has maybe i just said it weird like maybe it seemed like i emphasized it because that seems like something i would do as a kid would be like oh breast (laughs) wink wink but that's an interesting thing what was i talking about i eat very poorly and I had two chicken breasts today and I think a wrap, a chicken wrap. And then, you know, when I get home, I snack because I've been working all day. And I'm just really exhausted, guys. I mean, it's a lot. And I don't fuel. Like, how can you fuel a body off of fried chicken? It tastes good and delicious, but I feel exhausted. And I know it's because, one, I'm not consuming a lot of calories. And two... They're all carbs and fat, even though fat's good for you, but it's the bad fat, you know, I'm sure. They should bring back Super Size. That movie ruined it for all of us. And here's the thing. Obesity has risen since that movie, and they got rid of Super Size Me Fries. So what does that tell you? What does that tell you? That means we should <laughs> get, eat more bad food, right? That's what was made. That was the thing. Obesity rates were going down, don't Google it, before the Super Size Me movie, and that got rid of it. When you take that food away, it go- McDonald's made you skinny. That's what it was. I'm going to go get a large fry right now. See ya. One of my favorite things to do in a podcast is just have a big gap of silence. I remember I worked for the radio at school, and they that was like the one thing you couldn't do. Do not just go dark. You can't go quiet. What are you doing? People will be driving. It's going to be bad. But on a podcast, you can do whatever you want. That would be hilarious, a whole podcast that was completely silent. In Pootie Tang, which was directed by Louis C.K., if you don't know what Pootie Tang is, it was... Louis C.K. did a movie um, that I feel like it had almost like a, a Dolomite 
sort of vibe to it, which was like a black exploitation character, this really charming, talented, you know, strong, new kung fu, just all these awesome things, character, superhero almost, black superhero. And Pootie Tang in the movie made a, a, a hit single record that was just silence. And there's a whole scene in the movie where the radio DJ, which is Chris Rock, is like, we got the new Pootie Tang, y'all. Listen to this. And then it was just silence. You know? And then everyone was like, it cut to people like dancing to it. And then someone's parent walked in and was like, hey, turn that crap off. Because that's the joke. It was silent, but he wanted to turn it down. Ah, man. That's sad. What happened to Louis C.K.? That was really gross. But, I mean, if there was one person that I would be like, oh, yeah, of course he did that, it would be Louis C.K. I mean, like, every other bit in his act was about masturbating. So, how long has this been? I feel like it wasn't interesting at all. It's been 33 minutes? Wow. That is crazy. I'm probably going to edit this down. I hope that it was good. And I hope I, I feel like I'm getting better at talking on the mic. But it's just nonsense, guys. It's just nonsense. Nonsense. But I enjoy doing it, even though I don't have the the confidence to do it all the time. Last week, I was going to record myself on camera and do this. And a, f a few things happened that just made me just lose all hope, which was one, the camera I was using, like, stopped recording at, like, the 11-minute mark, I th and the battery started dying. I think I'm going to have to get special equipment to do that with my DSLR. And then also, I just didn't feel good. I didn't look comfortable because I was sitting on the floor trying to get a good angle so you didn't see my double chin. And it was just, I was uncomfortable. But this way I feel so much better. I'm in a dark room and my microphone is in front of me. And I just feel good. I feel good this way. It feels so much more intimate. You know what I mean? Instead of me being on camera, being self-conscious. Like, I'm already self-conscious as it is, just talking. But when I'm on camera, that's what I'm focusing on. I'm not focusing on any topics and nothing. Which this is... This podcast, Stream of Consciousness, Stream of Consciousness, if you didn't know already, I'm not planning this out. I'm just going with it. But I think that's good. I think uh, Bill Burr was, again, he's been doing comedy for like forever. And I don't mean that as a diss on his age. I mean that he's just a pro and a master. But he was, Burt Kreischer said that um, Bill told him to make it bad. Have a bad podcast for like a year. Where there's like zero planning. And then a year later you will have. Oh my god. You'll be so good at just talking. Which I think I should do that. And not many people are listening to this right now. So I mean. You know this is the time. This is the time to grind it out. And just see what fits. I enjoyed what I'm doing. This time I feel pretty good. I'm going to have to listen to it just to edit it. So I'm going to listen to this again. And I hope you do too. Thank you for listening. As always, enjoy your own company and meditate. 
and drink water. This is the B-Squared Podcast. I'm your host, Brandon Vessels. Goodbye. <laughs>